Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The only place to read your emails and tweets. This is the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, May 26th. I'm still J.E. Skeets. Hashtag full squad. From here on out, we got the back-to-back most improved baseball player, Tass Mellis. Yeah, here I am. We got my top shot hot boy, fellow freak, Trey Kirby. Hey-o. Hey-o. International man of mystery, always taking it to the Max Ellis. Friends. Mm -hmm. Lately. And last... But not least, making the magic happen for the second time today, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team for joining us once again live on YouTube. All we ask is to like the video, comment under the video, and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. And go grab yourself some sweet uh, No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. I see uh, my man Tassie. I got the purple No Dunks uh, circle logo on there, and Tassie's got the big that he's rocking. <laughs> oh, Lee's even got the Warriors wow. No Dunks. He, we, he believes. He believes. So, <laughs> wow. Go to NoDunks.com. Grab your No Dunks gear. Okay, another awesome batch of questions. Let's get to it, Tess. Wow, we got a good batch here. So, let's start it up. Hey, Dunksters. After listening to your Western Conference playoff preview, a thought occurred to me. I don't know a single person who is rooting for the LA Clippers. Not one. You know somebody who's rooting for the Utah Jazz, do you? Anyway, I was then explaining <laughs> to my wife what my rooting interests are, and uh, they seem to be based more on who I don't want to succeed rather than who I do. So, putting odds and win probability aside, what is the one team you would really like to see succeed in this year's playoffs? And, I'll throw this in here, the one team you would be fine to see out in the first round. For me, I'd love to see Phoenix do well, and yeah, bye-bye Clips. Keep on jonesing. That's from Rich. Trey, what do you got? Well, Rich, a quick shout-out to our buddy Peter Sawkins, a big Clippers fan, winner of the Great British Bake Off, likely baking his feelings right now, wrapping them <laughs> up in a bobka to get over the O2 hole that the Clippers have dug themselves Outside of him, it's like Billy Crystal and maybe Kevin Arnovitz. Is Kevin Arnovitz a Clippers fan or was he just a Clippers blog I guy? Yeah. I don't know which. I'm not sure either. Seems I feel like, like he was more just reporting on the team. But yeah, he's yeah. a hot man. Uh, Norm Souza, our old uh, uh, store buddy. Norm Souza, uh, nice. Okay. Well, he was he 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 posted an Instagram story of himself that in Clippers gear at the Clippers game. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so I assume he's a he's cheering for them well so let's not amazing. forget uh clipper daryl too uh, of course yeah see, yeah, course. see i was i wasn't just throwing a stray at, at a utah jazz fan at the beginning i just i, I thought this more of in in the in the context of like do you know this person like i wouldn't consider mm. clipper daryl do you know 15 other people or 16 people that are like are fans of each team you know i right. i 
I love basketball. Well, I yeah. Breathe it, but I yeah. don't. I, do. I mean, I know internet people, but I don't personally know. Well, yeah, yeah you do. True. You know Lee Ellis. He cheers for every team. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. He's a, a patch man. Go Clippers, mm-hmm. right, Lee? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, people, are, people are saying Paul Shear as well. Oh, it's yeah. A big, he is, uh, big... uh, I mean, we don't know him personally, but that is a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. Yeah. We got we to gotta meet. That's our goal for 2021 is to meet in IRL. Meet a Clippers fan. <laughs> okay. Well, we, want, we got to meet the Clipper bro at the end of the show. Mm. Oh, that's a great we do point. A podcast. We I wonder Matt, what that, Matt supposed to be uh, tracking that guy down. That was his job. He's got to go and find him. Yeah, we did give him that uh, assignment. You're right. Matty O's got to go find that Clipper bro who's a Clipper man now. Like, I don't know. <laughs> He's seen a lot in his Clipper fan lifetime. Yeah. As for me, a team I would like to see succeed in this year's playoffs, uh, it's the Nuggets for me. Nikola Jokic skeets ever since you said uh, my game was like him. He's become my NBA avatar. <laughs> same birthday, uh, same shape of a body, <laughs> same general game where you want to stay outside and not bash into the other guys. It hurts my heart to hear all of this talk that he could be the worst MVP ever. It should have been this guy talk. A long postseason run by the Nuggets, considering what happened with Jamal Murray, puts all that kind of stuff to bed. If Murray doesn't get hurt, I'm probably picking the Nuggets to win the championship this year wow. just because they were they were so good. They were so good when he was yeah. playing. Michael Porter Jr. obviously has taken a nice leap here, and Aaron Gordon fit in perfectly, but I still think it's possible they could win the title this year, but certainly more unlikely now with the Murray injury. As for a team I don't want to succeed, the Knicks, duh. <laughs> I do enjoy the New York Knicks this year. I love the underdog factor. I've had faith in Tibbs for a long time. Nice to see it pay off, but I don't want them to win. Right. I don't want to see the Knicks succeed. A lot of people say the league is better when the Knicks are good. I can't deny it. It was fun seeing Madison Square Garden rocking. And it's also fun to see the Knicks losing in Madison Square Garden. So another added benefit there. I would like to see the Hawks do well, continue playing in the playoffs here in Atlanta. So, yeah, uh, it's kind of a double-edged sword for me. Getting to see the Hawks win, good, and the Knicks lose, also good. <laughs> would you get more satisfaction, you think, Trey, though, of the Knicks going out in the first round or losing a heartbreaker in the finals? Like losing game seven in the finals or just getting swept by the Hawks in the first round? Which one would give you more joy? <laughs> wow. <laughs> The Knicks in the finals? I can't even I can't even <laughs> fathom that. I mean, I know it did happen one year while I was be- alive, but it was a year Two that years. basically nobody counts. It's happened twice since you've been alive. Has it? 94 yeah. and 99. Yeah, they got swept uh, by the... Oh, by I mean... No, they 90- lost in seven. Obviously, they lost- obviously, 94 doesn't count. <laughs> oh, okay. The best player in the league was not playing. <laughs> the only reason the Knicks made it to the finals is because Jordan mm. was retired, and mm. 99 was a half season, so... The Knicks haven't been good in 50 years, uh, so I love seeing them bad. They also mm. they also made it because Pippen fought with Kukoc, you know? Like, if the yeah, team was yeah, on yeah. the same page, who knows? Who knows? I was thinking the magic, too, about getting swept in the finals. I guess the Knicks didn't get swept in the finals. No, the Knicks lost. The Knicks were up 3-2 and yeah, lost in seven, yeah, and yeah, they lost in five to the Eight Spurs to in 99. Yeah. Uh, mm. What about you, Lee? I mean, again, you cheer for every team, but uh, yeah. who are you going with? Oh, Lillard. I'd love to see the Blazers break through. I think uh, that would be the one guy if he went on a Dirk-like run and managed to pull off uh, an unlikely victory coming from sixth in the Western Conference. Uh, Lillard's had one of those, uh, you know, he's that sort of guy. He's had some incredible playoff moments, but his team's also run into some uh, incredibly powerful teams like the Warriors over the last, you know, three or four years. And uh, you know, I would love to see him break through with the Blazers. He seems like the sort of guy who's going to be there forever, no matter what. 
and it would be awesome to see him uh, do it because I think he's capable. I just, uh, you know, there's always seems to be a couple of teams better than the Blazers. So I can't see them really winning the whole thing this season, but it'd be awesome if they uh, just ran through the West. I mean, obviously that would mean the Nuggets would be out, which I don't really want them to go out in the first round because, uh, you know, I mean, imagine we lose, you know, Steph Curry was an MVP finalist. He didn't even make the playoffs. Imagine Jokic, the favorite, went out in the first round and then would have him be the only other guy who was a uh, MVP nominee to uh, to make. And he might not even make it past the second round. So that would be uh, pretty bad. So, yeah, I don't really have a team I don't really, I'm not sort of pulling against anyone. I mean, I would like to see the Suns, I guess, knock out the Lakers. I think that would be a great story. But uh that's not going to happen. So, you know, I'm pulling for Dame and the Blazers. Okay. Tess, what about you? Uh, I'm pulling for the Grizzlies now uh, because I think it would give a lot of franchises hope that their team could be good, just like the Grizzlies, because they've got a lot of guys that are contributing that aren't really high picks besides John Morant. And so they'd get far, you know, you kind of look at them as a bit of a model and say, well, yeah, we draft one good player we can build through the draft otherwise because they have Morant picked at number two, but then they have Dylan Brooks, who's a second rounder, Grayson Allen, Desmond Bain, Kyle Anderson, all late first rounders. They do have Jaron Jackson, who's a number four pick, but he yeah. hasn't contributed a lot this year. Uh, Valanciunas, number five pick, but they got him in a trade. Uh, Justice Winslow, number 10 pick, they got him in a trade. So I think that can be like a prototype. I'm, I'm just looking big picture here. There's a bunch of teams that didn't make the postseason, but if you look at the Grizzlies, they could be the model. And so looking forward to uh, to game two tonight between them and the Jazz. I like Lee. I'm, I'm not in a hater type of mood right now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, the Clippers, super interesting if Kawhi Leonard decides, I'm not going to be here anymore, you know, just from uh, – guys who cover the league that perspective like if he decides to leave which he could if they lose uh there i guess there's that chance i mean that's amazing like, very very interesting but then where does he go just another super team in golden state okay going too far i'm going too far i don't really hate any team that's what i'm getting at i definitely would love to see the brooklyn nets lose in the first round so i would win a hundred dollars from tennis. oh yeah <laughs> that's my answer no doubt give me that 100 bucks come on nets fold to the celtics here get comfortable up 2-0 and somehow lose yeah uh not happening i'm also cheering i guess for the suns i'd love to see uh devin booker go uh maybe further in the playoffs than bradley beal so lee and i could continue that beef between those two of uh players of ours i'm a big mikhail bridges fan i think it would be incredible if like chris paul miraculously did get a ring on all teams, seeing the Suns. Like, again, this is not going to happen, but this is the question, like, who you're cheering on here. Uh, yeah, give me Phoenix, but going to be tough against the mighty Lakers now that AD and uh, LeBron are getting a little healthier and the defense is locked in, and uh, who knows if Chris Paul's even going to play when we get back to uh, L.A. there. Fun question to get us started here, though. Next one. Hello, No Dunks crew. The Spurs were without Derek White when they played the Grizzlies in the play-in tournament. After a rough start to the season, White regained some of his bubble form, averaging 18.5 points, 4 assists, 1 steal, and 1 block on 45-42-85 shooting splits over his last 10 games. Pretty good. As a Spurs fan, I had hopes they could make some noise down the stretch and into the playoffs, but these were quashed by his season-ending injury. So who are some other players on playoff teams who are very important to their team's chances at success, but who might not always be thought of as such? Cheers. That's from William, your Norwegian Glaswegian pal. I have no idea if I'm saying that last part right, but he's from Norway. So shout out to William. It's a good question. I thought I would hit you guys sort of quickly here with an important player 
for each playoff team. Oh, here we go. Okay. Uh, now, you can obviously pick like three or four in many instances. So I did this fairly quickly. But here we go. I'll start in the West. The Utah Jazz, I'm going Royce, Royce O'Neal. All right? This is like a 7-7 seven and seven guy, but he hits like close to 40% from three, and he's a lockdown defender. He's important in any of these matchups where he's like getting a lot of the duties on the best perimeter players. Grizzlies, Kyle Anderson. Give me slow-mo. Yeah. Again, you can pick a lot from the Grizzlies, I feel like. But uh, average 12.5 points per game in the regular season actually caught me by surprise a little bit. He's a facilitator. He's got like the, the Boris Diaw vibes to him. He's got those super long arms. He's poking the ball out all the time. So give me Kyle Anderson. With the Suns, I'll go Mikhail Bridges, third year in the league. Uh, he's probably already one of the better 3 and D guys in the league. He's been really quiet so far in these playoffs, uh, though he has hit two threes in both games, so that's good. I also looked it up. His basketball reference nicknames um, portion of the website, very long for Mikhail Bridges. His nicknames like his are arms. His nicknames are Noodles, Inspector Go-Go Gadget, String Bean, Brittle, and Praying Mantis. I've never heard a single one of these, but uh, mm. yeah, they, they got a lot up on basketball. They're all good, it? honestly, Not because bad. his arms are yeah. crazy, crazy long. Crazy. The game was on last night, and I don't know. We were talking about how a lot of basketball players look old in the face. They showed Mikhail Bridges, and Laura's like, Not this guy. He still looks like a baby. Super youthful looking. Can't deny it. I said, But look at his arms. Look at this man's arms. He's like six. He's what six eight or something like that. Yeah, he's got a wingspan that's like that. seven foot three. Yeah, yeah. I'm like Laura. You gotta check out this guy's arms. The only thing, as long as his arms, is his basketball reference nicknames. They I call know. him Noodles. They call him Inspector Gadget. And once you mention it to somebody who hasn't seen those long, gangly arms, they can't stop looking at him. Yeah. She was just like, "Look at those arms go!" He shot a three from the corner. How do you yeah. coordinate those arms to do that? You're making, me, you're making me think that uh, my observation was wrong. Like, I want to add hot potato to the nickname list for him because it just seems like he just gets rid of the ball and mm. has the ability to not even hot hold potato. it just like, whoo, and shoot it in. But maybe it's the length of his arms that yeah, made me so close. really <laughs> stare. Yeah, dunk from the three-point line just standing there. Oh, I would love to see Mikhail Bridges on a bike because I bet his <laughs> arms, like, drag on the ground. They're so long. Mm. Uh, maybe he gets, like, a low-rider bike just so he can have his arms oh, up yeah. there. <laughs> like Orange County Customs, sending it for those guys. <laughs> what was that show called? The show was the other one, Chopper. What was it called? Orange County Chopper. Yeah, American yeah, yeah. Chopper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's keep it going here. Lakers. I'm going to go uh, KCP Caldwell Pope. We saw how important he was to the Lakers title run uh, last year. He put up an offer in Game Two, but he finished a plus 19 in that game uh, in the win against the Suns. Obviously helps with who you're playing uh, without everybody can play defense and he, and he can shoot, so he's important. The Nuggets. I'm going to go. Austin Rivers, because he's their starting two guard right now, he's scrappy. He gave him nine points in 20 minutes in game two. Uh, you know, they are they are short on bodies in the backcourt there. So Austin Rivers probably has to play, you know, key minutes here, have an important role in them moving on, trying to beat the Blazers and even doing some uh, possibly other damage as we go on. Blazers, Sir Robert Covington. I'll give him the nod for this one. He's played big minutes through the first two games. Mixed results, though. And this was the guy that was their big move, right, Lily, during the offseason. Like, one of their big moves, acquiring him in exchange for Trevor Ariza. The draft rights, I forgot, to uh, big beef. Uh, Isaiah Stewart obviously found his way to the, uh, to the Pistons. Fun, and and uh, the Blazers protected a 2021 first-round pick. Uh, that's what, what it took to get Covington there from the Rockets. So he's important. Uh, he needs to score for them a little bit. He needs some help there from their backcourt. Clippers. Let's go Marcus Morris. That's ah, a tough one. I actually struggled with that one. I don't know. Who's like, 
who's an yeah. important guy. I mean, you could go Reggie, I guess, too. Reggie Jackson. I, I don't know. I struggled with this one. I was like, eh, Marcus Morris. It's the Clippers. <laughs> Nobody wants him to win. Nobody cares. He is key, though. Sheer. They threw out a stat on, <laughs> yeah. the, on the Clippers broadcast that when he hits two or more threes, they're like 20 and four. But when he oh, hits okay. one or less, he's like, they're like two and 20. I don't know. I'm okay. exaggerating, but something like that. So well, he's key, man. He's key. Yeah, he's looked pretty brutal. Uh, he's been bad. Brutal wine. <laughs> Shout out to Graydon Gordian uh, through the first two games versus Dallas. 0 for 6 from deep in game 1 and then uh, 3 for 9 overall from the floor in game 2. You like that brutal reference? Nice. Is that his that's his wine line name? No, it's that's not brutal. his. He was writing about it in some uh newsletter this morning. Oh. Yeah. I wrote a letter. It was brutal <laughs> yesterday. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Mavericks, last team in the West. Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh, shocker. Of course. Yeah. Again, yeah it's very on, on brand obviously, for me. Obviously, obviously. Yeah. Had, and to, had to. I like it. Tim Hardaway Jr. is starting to become a bit more of a household name here with these performances. Uh, <laughs> THJ, baby. People are going to start realizing, well, that guy's father played in the NBA. That guy with the crossover, he doesn't play anything <laughs> like him. All uh, right. East. Sixers. <laughs> I always split between Seth Curry and Danny Green just because they're they, it's the same role, right? Like, you need some shooters out there with Embiid and Simmons. And those guys can, can fill it up from distance. Danny Green, he's got the titles. So maybe he's more of a household name. Though Seth Curry is a brother of Steph Curry. So, <laughs> uh, I was split on that one. Anyway, we'll go with both of them. The Wizards, Davis Bertans and his insane haircut. My God, what a look on this guy, eh? We don't talk about this enough. What a crazy look he's got. Uh, but his nickname go. on Basketball Reference has to be uh, Todd from Breaking Bad. Is that his nickname? <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Big Todd. Um, Tess, Washington, 6-3 and three in games. Bertans hits five or more three-pointers this season. And the other three losses were by a combined four points. So it's like, when this guy hits five threes, that's a good recipe for the Wizards. That makes sense. Uh, stretching the floor, and it's really the only thing you can do out there. So I'll go with Bertans. Uh, similar with the Nets, Joe Harris, someone has to be left wide open on this team. Uh, turns out he's one of the greatest three-point shooters in the NBA, and uh, we saw what happened there in game two. He scored like 11 points in the blink of an eye because he's left open, and he should be because there's three other uh, superstars on the team. Celtics? Oof. I don't know. Evan Fournier? Uh, Time was. It doesn't matter. Time Lord, sure. I, yeah. I didn't have much of an opinion. Doesn't matter, says none of this matters, Lee. You get down two zero, and your season is over in Lee Ellis's books. You're yeah. never coming back from down zero two. Yeah, not even talking about him. Get him out of the league. Relegated, you go down zero two. Uh, the Bucks. I like this one. I'm going to go Bobby Portis. He has been a sneaky under the radar guy this year. Pick up eleven and seven off the bench for OG Bobby Portis. Um, Eye opening stuff from Bobby. <laughs> well played. He sort of is like the perfect 20-minute-a-game type of guy, though, uh, at least for this Milwaukee team, because he plays his ass off. He plays hard. He, doesn't, he never turns the ball over. He takes care of the glass for the most part. He can hit a three, too. He's added that a little bit. Like, he's not uh, uncomfortable uh, from distance there if he's left alone behind the line. So I'll go Bobby Portis. The Heat... Well, Trey says it's going to be Dwayne Deadman, so let's go with Deadman walking here. There we go. There yeah. we go. It's Deadman time. Yeah, I mean, Ariza can't hang with Giannis. He's not bringing it on either end of the floor. Let's get Deadman out there. Maybe he'll turn the uh, series around for them. The Knicks. Okay, the Knicks, Derrick Rose and R.J. Barrett are two big names, I think, for this question. So I can't go with them. So I'll go with uh, Alec Burks. Give me Alec Burks, who... Shot 41.5% from three in the season. Yeah, it was awesome in game one. He would have been like the hero of New York if they had pulled out that victory. He had 18 Mm -hmm. points, right, in the uh, fourth quarter. I did forget how badly he played for the Sixers in last year's postseason when they got swept. He shot 
32% from the floor and 18% from three in pretty decent minutes. Uh, so, you know, he's having a bounce back game one so far for the Knicks. See if he can keep it up. And then the yeah, Hawks, I don't even think he was like in the playoff rotation when he was a Cavalier, right? Like they no. got him as part of the Jordan Clarkson trade and they're like, I don't think so, Alex. Yeah. But, or Alec, but he's, he's definitely turned it around in New York. He almost brought him back in game one. Yeah. And then to finish it off here, I'm almost done. The Hawks, I'll go, I'll go DeAndre Hunter. I thought he did a pretty sound job of defending Randall when he was on him in game one. I went through and looked at all his possessions. He was like, Randall was one for five when Hunter was on him as the primary defender. And he averaged, Hunter did like 17 points per game before the injury in late January. He was like, I don't, he was arguably the Hawks' second best player. Uh, and some people were saying he was their most important player because what he does on both ends. So I'll go Hunter, obviously uh, not a well-known name. I, f- I think that's fair, Tass, right? Well, he's in his third season. He's actually sort of got Derek White vibes, if you think about it a little bit, in terms of what he can do on both ends. So there you go. Important player from uh, each of the playoff teams. Any objections to any of those? No. I, okay, I, good. Would, I, would, I, I just have this, this guy, and I know... Uh... I know we went on the question for a while, but this is sort of for a different reason. Ish Smith is interesting for the Wizards. Had a great game one against the Sixers. I just can't believe that that little water bug point guard is on his 11th team. He's nearing the NBA record for uh, appearances on different teams. Mm -hmm. 12 is the record for NBA teams in a career held by Jim Jackson, Joe Smith, Tony Massenburg, and Chucky Brown. Four guys. I think Ish Smith could pass those guys. Yeah. It's possible. You can at least tie them. Yeah, at least tie them. He's going to be with somebody. He's 32. Yeah. He's turning 33 pretty soon. Uh, but he is key on that team because Westbrook and Beal do everything. Yeah, four Bertons and four their centers who don't create their own shots. And Ish, uh, had a, he was a monster in game one. They need him like to come off the bench and do a lot. So uh, good for Ish to find his way in the NBA. Like He's playing his best ball right now on his 11th team. Yeah, probably. Uh, so good for him. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Next cue. Let's do it. Hello, boys. Hope you're doing well. I've been listening to Shattered, a great podcast, by the way, and found out that once upon a time, the Nets basically traded Kyle Korver for a fax machine. That's no joke. I also listened to Shattered, a great podcast about the Knicks history and was taken uh, back. They sold a draft pick for a fax machine, essentially. It's not a joke. Anyway, uh, so that made me wonder, when was the time you gravely misjudged the value of something when trading, selling, or giving it away? Turn up. That's from Gonzalo in Montevideo, Uruguay. Wow. Mm, Wow, Uh, Uruguay. 
I think that might be a first. Yeah. Uruguay. Yeah. I think Lee, that you ever is a been first. there? I've been to Paraguay, not Uruguay. Oh. Though. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. Damn. Sorry. That's probably like the most insulting thing you could say to this guy. <laughs> I have no idea if that's true, but it feels like wow. it. Yeah. No, uh, Uruguay uh, and Australia have had quite a few battles at the World Cup qualifiers, actually, uh, oh, to get in. Oh, yes. Yeah. In 2001, we had to win in Uruguay. Lost. <laughs> Got revenge in 2005 Nobody when they came to Sydney. You about this. Yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> Shout out Diego Forlan, but uh, Ooh, yeah. Forlan, yeah, yeah, he's good, yeah. man. He's yeah. real good, real good. All right, very good. Quite uh, Skeets, you got a, an answer for this one? Well, yeah, I've talked about that number one grandpa shirt that I've given away uh, to Zach Cox. Well, I've talked. I, I mean, I brought it up like three times. It feels like that number one grandpa shirt in the last little bit. Um, so that's my answer, but sticking with the clothing items that I don't even know where it disappeared to. I don't know what I did with it. I don't know if it's like still somehow in my old house in Stratford. I don't know. Uh, Deion Sanders, Atlanta Braves jersey. Mm. Mm. Love to have that one still. Probably would still fit me because uh, you know I was wearing gigantic clothes back uh, in the mid-90s. The little tiny little skeets there. So yeah, primetime jersey. Braves, TK? Wouldn't that be great to still have? I'd wear, I'd wear that. I think I've seen maybe an Instagram TBT of you yes. wearing this jersey. Yes, sir, you you got a gray, a gray one. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, I think Oof. it was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I love a, I love a gray baseball jersey. Okay. Doesn't look great for a basketball jersey, but a gray baseball jersey, top notch. Maybe yeah. it's somewhere in that basement, bud. Yeah, but no, I mean like in in the house my parents no longer live in. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. But that doesn't make any sense. Like, I, we didn't have a secret closet that it was like, uh, that only I knew where it was. So I don't know. Well, a time capsule? A prime time capsule? You can go back and find your Deion Sanders I jerseys? I guess I gave it away. or I, I don't know what happened. But anyway, I'd love to have it back. And that number one grandpa shirt, of course. <laughs> uh, who Zach Cox uh, sometimes catches the show. You know, he did write to me after the first time I mentioned it and said, yeah, I wish I had it too, man. And like, he regretted ever taking it from me, he said. Uh, it's very nice of him. But uh, anyway, that's my answers, Tess. You got anything? Uh, well, I just moved and uh, I generally only wear one belt. Like I have a... An every... <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm with... Like I used to like, you know, color coordinate, but meh. Uh, stopped doing that a while ago. I have a dressier belt and then a regular belt. And for some reason, lost it in the move. Lost a few things in the move and uh, didn't have a belt for a while. Just just went beltless, which is, it's a good time to not have a belt. Track, track pants don't require a belt. Shorts right. don't really require a belt. But it's just one of those things that uh, it, it was just kind of a an obstacle, mental obstacle. Like I would never want to put on pants because I didn't have a belt and I never want to go to a store really because I didn't want to buy a belt and I'm not going to order a belt online. They just never fit right. You just never know what you're getting with a belt. I mean, you can get a big one and you can loop, loop-de-loop. But anyway, uh, that's my story. One belt, didn't have it for a while. Then I just walked into a store. I bought a belt and I walked out. I put it on and I said, I'm wearing this. It feels so good to put on a belt. Wore it out of the store. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Got it. I hear that very often. One belt, one season for Tass Bellas. <laughs> I like that. All uh, I need is one belt. Yeah, I'm with you though. It's the one casual belt and one dressy belt. That's all you need. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I know other people have probably like 10 belts. Trey, you, uh, you seem like a belt guy to me. You got a, you're an accessory got, man, so you got a lot of yeah, everything. Yeah, yep. Got a black belt for my black jeans. Got True, uh, that a does. black belt for my light jeans. I got a dark brown <laughs> belt for my uh, my 
khakis, and I have uh, Graydon Gordian's dad's belt for my Levi's, so oh, I yeah. look like a real farmer out there, a real cowboy. But, Tass, did you lose uh, You lose your dressy belt or your casual belt? I lost both. Wow, <laughs> oh, in the belt bag that you had, eh? In the move. Wow. Uh, I, I think... Uh, What'd you do was, with was, Where'd uh, you put them? I think I left them in my dresser. Like, I cleared out everything but my mm. one drawer. What a dummy head. Uh, but it was so light. Like, it was had two belts in it. So, But why not... didn't that drawer come in the move? Like, why didn't that dresser come in the move? I left it. The dresser, we said, bye-bye. Oh, mm. that's what happened. That's where that left is. Left it on the curb. Picked up in a heartbeat before I could even think about going out to grab it. So. Maybe that's what happened with my Deion Sanders jersey. Maybe uh, we were getting rid of some things my parents were when they were uh, moving houses. Got put out on the curb in a dresser or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just check your drawers. Check, check your drawers, your drawers. Steve. All right. <laughs> check your drawers. Check your drawers. Somebody might be stealing your belt. That's right. That's right. Uh, Lee, do you have an answer for this? Yeah, um, you know, when I did the shoot-around with uh, Steph Curry, I got the whole full uh, Warriors kit. And we also got a Warriors Steph Curry jersey, uh, I think, when Trey went out there one time and and he brought Mm -hmm. back some goods for us. And so a friend of uh, mine, uh, her son, was doing the three-point shootout and wanted some inspiration. I said, oh, I've got a Steph Curry jersey you can have. Gave the wrong one. I gave the one that I had the shootout with Steph in. That's the one I wanted to keep. (laughs) I gave gave out. I think what I did was it was like, okay, you know, grab the one that you're not sending – but, you know, you sort of grab it and then you just, like, package that one off. I'm like, oh, my God, I've sent the wrong one. I can't I can't ask for it back. It's like, go and have fun with that one. and uh, <laughs> Go and have fun. You know. What if you trade two jerseys for that one? Give it another Curry plus. No, nah, I mean, I've got, I've got other ones, but I, I just I just felt a bit weird to say, uh, I sent you the wrong one. Can I can I have the good one, that special one? Back? But, they're, but other... they're both really nice jerseys, so it's not that crazy. Yeah, but the other one's the one that I, you know, I actually, like, shot around in. It was like, I've got the shorts still, even though they're a little snug. I think you've got a no, pair of those shorts. No, you gave me the shorts. Yeah, yeah I've got another pair, too. i got two pairs. Um, gave you the wrong shorts. Gave you the wrong yeah. shorts. <laughs> Check your drawers, <laughs> what I tell you, man. Yeah. I kept mine. I can't wear those, though. They're too snug. So, um, yeah, I can't. I, so I haven't got any of that uniform, really, to be able to wear around. So. <laughs> all right. so I got the same problem with all my pants too. <laughs> too tight. Doesn't need a belt. Uh, uh, what do you got for this, TK? You got an answer? Uh, I got a lesson in reverse psychology playing pogs with my stepbrother once upon a time. We sat down to have a nice pogs throwdown. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what? I've never heard that said. <laughs> laid out laid out our collections. We're going head to head here. He lays out mine. Cause you know, you flip the pog, you get to keep the pog. So we lay out our first ones, we're gonna go this one versus that one, this one versus yeah. that one. He starts with one of mine. It's like a holographic, you know, I don't, is it called holographic where you tilt it like that and it just like does a little dance move? Yeah, sure. That's what I would Holographic, call it. Yeah, 3D, whatever you call it. Yeah. It was that and it had a severed head on it. That was the number, number one worst pog, my stepbrother said. Number one best pog for him, a Shaquille O'Neal rookie pog. Wow. Big Whoa. stuff. So I'm thinking, this is crazy, man. He doesn't really want, he really wants the Shaq. He's going hard for the Shaq. We throw the first one, slammer, slammer. He takes the severed head. No big deal. How do you, the first how do you play again? Like, what's, what's the goal? Uh, I don't really know. Oh, I don't okay. really remember. <laughs> you stack them up. You stack them up. Um, then you throw the slammer at them. Yeah. It hits them, and if it flips them over... Whoever did the slam gets to keep those pogs. Yeah, this sounds vaguely familiar. Okay. <laughs> yeah, flip yeah. a pog, keep a keep pog. pog. <laughs> <laughs> so we go through. He wins the severed head. I'm thinking nothing of it. 
Right. <laughs> we finally get to the very end, going head to head for this shack, a shack pog man. Imagine if I still had that to this day. Oh, man. Be crazy. Yeah. But we go ahead. We're flipping. Pog. Pog. Slammer. Slammer. It's popping up and down. Popping up and down. We're having rebuttals left and right, left and right. I finally slam it. Flip it over. I get to keep the pog. Flip a pog. Keep a pog. I'm keeping the shack. I'm thinking I'm going great. And then my stepbrother hits me with, I wanted the severed head one anyways. Oh, Jesus. No! And that's literally like when I learned about reverse psychology. He put that one first, thinking I wouldn't care anything about that severed head pog. Mm. I'm thinking about it 25 years later, <laughs> losing that thing. <laughs> Come on, man. I had my yin-yang slammer already. Wow. I was playing for a shack. Could have been playing for a severed head. This was ridiculous. Ah. I Tragic. would love uh, if we could take our Top Shot moments and like somehow pog against each other with them. Make little, oh, cu- top pogs. Make little cubes shot. with them. Yeah. <laughs> Battle for our moments. Yeah, yeah. So, right. so do, you stuff, ha- man. do you have the shack pog then? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> I think I left it in a drawer. <laughs> Check your oh. drawers. <laughs> Some guy Check got it. Set him out by the by the by the street. Somebody come yeah. and took it from the t- curb before I even had a chance to get my slammers back. Oh man, because <laughs> I, I could see I could see pulling a move like a, a classic Lee Ellis move with uh, our old. You know, colleagues at TNT getting Shaq to autograph a pog. Oh, oh, be, okay. be tough. Tiny autograph. Yeah, be for tough a big to man. Oh yeah, I'd love to see him holding a <laughs> just holding a pog would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine Boban holding a pog. I mean, he's got a lot of goldfish in his hands. We'll put some pogs in there next time. Good pog uh, chat, everyone. Yep. <laughs> nice ten minutes on pogs there. Uh, all right, next question from Gourmet Spud. Oh yes, our good friend in Toronto. Uh, your theme. He writes, would make an outstanding wrestler intro music. I think our theme for the Daily Show is what uh, Gourmet Spot is saying mm-hmm. here. Sometimes when I'm walking down the street listening to the podcast, I try to turn a corner after the big horn blare kicks so I can pretend I'm popping through the curtain at that precise moment <laughs> like a wrestler. <laughs> then I've got a little saunter, a little dance step worked out for when the horns pick up that I think would really fire up the crowd. <laughs> This is an awesome visual. Um, but the question is, if you were a WWE superstar, and by the way, shout out to Gourmet Spud for capitalizing superstar. That's how they like to do it over there, the WWE. Uh, what would your gimmick and theme music be? Also, are you heel or face? So are you uh, a good guy or a bad guy is what he's asking. Sipping herbal coffee from my new No Dunks mug on another lockdown day in Toronto again. That's from Gourmet Spud. What a question. What a visual, too. Tass, why don't you go first? (laughs) Well, coming up with my name at first, I thought, naturally, the Tasmanian devil or something to that. Oh, yeah. You know, I'd be the the crazy one out there. But I thought, why do I have to typecast myself? Why do I have to associate it with my name? It doesn't matter what your name is. Uh, So uh, then I started thinking about The Rock. Right. And I think, you know, no one has been able to replicate The Rock or anything close to it because he is The Rock. But yeah. I think I'll call myself The Stone. I think, uh, I think. <laughs> Not to I be think, confused with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, that's true. But The Stone, I think, yeah, I okay. forgot about him. Yeah. I totally forgot about him. But, but I, I, you know, I, I'm just going to go the opposite weird. of The Rock. I'm going heel. Um, call myself the stone. I'm, my my finishing move will be called Stone's Throw. I'm just okay. gonna throw everybody. It's <laughs> good, uh, actually. Yeah, it's not bad. And uh, like, if somebody touches my butt in any way, I will say, <laughs> "You've touched rock bottom." 
Um, I mean stone bottom. I don't know. I think I think I got uh, something you had there. Had me up until there. Man. Yeah, I know. I, 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 yeah, I just needed a pun. I needed a pun. I reached. I reached. Anyways, it's tough. It's tough coming up with your own name. I uh, I had never thought about that, and I heard you go, "Hmm, too, Trey." Like two of the biggest wrestlers of all time. Yeah, Rock, and there is a stone, of course, in Stone Cold Steve. <laughs> so I'm saying, like, Lee, you should be like, uh, I don't know, Pebble or something like that. Here comes Pebble. Yeah, it doesn't really uh, scare too many people. I don't know. No, but my point is, you're going to be a superstar because okay. it goes rock, yeah. stone, pebble, yeah, Maybe scissors, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> boulder. Maybe boulder. I don't know. That that's a bit more. Okay, you know. All right, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah, okay, I'll be pebble. Yeah. You be boulder. Okay. Or actually, Trey should be boulder, and I should be pebble. <laughs> What do you have for this, Lee? What's uh, what's your wrestling gimmick? What, do you, are you like an yeah. old school '80s like? Uh, well, I'm an IRS guy, or I'm a garbage. <laughs> yeah, man I'm the tax man. Yeah, Just call like, me the tax man. <laughs> the tax <laughs> they don't do that man. anymore. I miss that. <laughs> I uh, you know I feel we have answered this like we answer it every year or so. So I was trying to come up with something <laughs> new, right. and um, you know my favorite wrestler of all time is still Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Um, yeah. But when I think about it, Steamboat is like. <laughs> Isn't that the, just a big, slow, big wheel thing that goes along the rivers? Like, so it should yeah. be like, you know, yeah. the, um, you know, wouldn't motorboat be more fun, you know? <laughs> what about tugboat? That was a wrestler. Tugboat, yeah, speedboat. Um, so, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. A boat, a boat oh. faction. I'm John Boat. <laughs> <laughs> John, John, John Moxley should change the name to John Boat. Yeah. We'll talk to Renee so that could that. be my finishing move: is you motorboat your opponent. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm just you know because usually it's something that you know banana man or something. Like that. It's like yeah, I've, I've said all that. I've done all that. I'm trying to think of something. You know, I still remember when we went to uh, wrestling here in Atlanta and Ricky the Dragon was there and uh, I was dying to see Renee so I could say, can you just can I just meet can the I dragon? I just love to motorboat that steamboat in the back. Can we make that happen? <laughs> Can I just meet the dragon? Jocko <laughs> oh, is killing it. Lee would obviously be the banana boat. Uh, good one. Good one. What a faction. That would be incredible. Oh, oh, the faction is called the marina when they all get together. <laughs> Oh man, that's good. I like that idea. All right. Uh, so, are you a bad guy? Are you a good guy? I guess you're, uh, I'd like switch. I, I'd go both yeah, ways. Okay. I wouldn't Classic. mind. Yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, like Andre the Giant. Didn't Andre the Giant do a full? Uh, he went good, bad, good, or did he stay bad? <laughs> Almost every single yeah. wrestler has yeah. done yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't all stay uh, generally. Yeah. I mean, they have to just don't because it gets so boring if they don't. So you need to mix it up. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you could, like, be a, oh you could be when you're a pretentious a-hole. You could be the yacht. You know, mm, yeah, that's like right. Yeah. Flair, in fact, know. you know, speaking about belts earlier, I could come out dressed in those, bo you know, those boat shorts with a really pretentious belt and a, and a real poncy shirt and hat and all that. That's when you're a, a heel. I get, well, would you be a good guy or a heel then? No, you're, a, you're an a-hole. No, you're, yeah, you're yeah. basically yeah. dressed like some bro in Atlanta with your yeah. boat shoes yeah. and your tucked yeah. uh, polo maybe there and you got the sunglasses uh, around your yeah. neck. Yeah. 
I like that. I like that for a heel. Yeah. And then you just end up motorboating the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Here comes the motorboat. (laughs) (laughs) What a visual that is, man. I thought Gourmet Spot had knocked it out of the park. But now I can only picture Lee in the ring for his finisher firing up the crowd by getting ready to motorboat another guy. That's uh, <laughs> pretty funny, actually. That's that's amazing. Uh, <sighs> all right, Trey, do you have an answer? Can you beat that? <laughs> Trey, can you hear us? Say a word. Can you say a word to me. I'm lagging out big. Trey, try and uh, maybe undo your uh, mic and put it back in because you're getting mad static over here. Yeah, T- uh, JD's gonna help him out. All right, well, uh, we can circle back to uh, Trey's wrestler there. Uh, down the line, though nothing will beat Motorboat Ellis. Now, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Tess, let's keep it going here. Hey, jump shooters! For the past tennis years, I've been playing fantasy basketball with friends in various leagues. I've become more and more hardcore, dedicating lots of time scouring the waiver wire and listening to related podcasts. My most recent league just wrapped up. I won it all, humble brag, and I felt like something has been missing since. I found myself not only checking box scores to games I don't care about, but also occasionally opening the fantasy sport app to check the waiver wire to see who's been hot recently. Whoa, the sudden amount of free time I have makes it feel like there's a hole in my soul. I'm being somewhat dramatic, kinda. What's something that finished, concluded, or you've lost that has left you with an empty feeling? Cool story bro here. That's from Greg near Los Angeles. Uh, So for me, I'll start us up. What we talked about earlier today on The Daily Show, talking about uh, most improved trophy that Julius Randle won. Uh, when I left my childhood home, I, uh, I abandoned my most improved trophies and I never got them back. So that would be the, this would be the perfect time, or, or today's show would have been the perfect time to show both of them. Right. Uh, that's, that's the only reason you really keep stuff like that around. Is for me, it's on the show when I can show them once you know like that's, mm-hmm. those are the only real moments so it would have been great to show my my b2b's my back-to-back most improves because uh, those were nice you know they were ordered from you know those really cheap trophy catalog things but yep. i was proud of those proud of those that hard work i put under uh joe parazani and, and i got there i got there man i got there were they identical trophies just with uh, different years on them yeah they were same mm. same same <laughs> my name was spelled wrong on one no i'm just kidding <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, they're identical. Didn't even, didn't even change. No, it got them in bulk over there at that trophy store. Yeah, the real. old trophy store, the old Justin store. Um, I think we have TK back. Let's uh, check out the uh, the static. Whether it's there on that mic, talk to us, TK. <laughs> you're muted right New, now. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just you're muted. <laughs> Talk Am I back in the mix? Oh, uh, yeah. All right, I'm gonna go back on mute real quick then. Uh, okay. okay. Um, no, no, we meant you're good. <laughs> Is he doing a bit now? I'm doing a bit, yeah. but I was okay. actually muted for the bit as well. So I don't think I was killing it on that one, but I'll tell you what was weird. <laughs> Last yeah. week we did those night shows. Yeah. I don't know what to do in the mornings. If I'm not talking basketball with my guys. Yeah, it's true. I was like walking around. It was like 10 o'clock. You know, finally I'm like, should be recording. Should be doing something here. Instead, I'm just breaking down tape of whatever. I guess it was Warriors versus Lakers. One of the games of the season. Good day to take a day. Um, so instead, I just had to chop it up with Isla and Ada. Showing them this incredible shot from LeBron. You know, 35 feet out. 
got to talk about basketball with somebody, and if it's not going to be you guys, I guess it'll be my real family. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, the question is, what's something that finished, concluded, or you've lost that has you left with an empty feeling? The answer is right there in the question for me. JD, I'd love to get your take on it. Lost the television series. Oh, my goodness. That was fun for the first couple of years with that show. Figuring that was fun right up until the right, end. I mean, yeah, sure. Sure, we have to go back. They went back. Uh, it was it was great. And then, man, what a what a terrible ending uh, it was. But you know what? Uh, I've gotten over it, and it's fine. It's like a, a, a it's like a, a Norm Macdonald joke. You know, the, it's not the punchline. It's the journey. Sure, you know? mm, that's right. It's just mm. it was it was what five years of speculation of podcasts came into its heyday then it was the beginning of podcasting where yeah. we would listen to theories and we would discuss i remember literally standing around a water cooler going oh what's in the hatch man like what it, what is that what what is the monster with the smoke monster and all that stuff it's the dharma initiative it was great oh, it was great fun it's true. It's true. It's just uh, it went and it ended. It's just like it was like you just felt it was tough not to be like ah, oh, that was a waste. But yeah, you're right. In hindsight, you know, did you enjoy those first couple of years and trying to figure things out? Absolutely. Around the oh. water cooler, dropping a water cooler reference when people actually stood around the water cooler. That's right. Everybody was super hydrated back then. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my answer, Lee. I do think you learned a lot from Lost, though. Like what if you, you remember the lessons of Lost from back in the day. Fan theories are going to be so much more interesting than what actually happens in the show. You're probably going to be disappointed about what's going to happen at the end. And the theorizing is the best part of the show. And that has been the case from Lost up through Breaking Bad through Game of Thrones. I guess there's not really as much sort of... You know, you know, drama and mystery around a show like Succession, but Westworld is anytime good. a show has a disappointing oh, yeah. ending where I wish that the fans of the show had written it, I'm like, well, we got another Lost on our hands here. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, but I mean, you're talking about the internet is like thousands of people in one writer writer's room, right? Like, there's only eight people in a, in the Lost writer's room. There, mm-hmm. you know, they, hey, it was purgatory. We figured it out in season two, guys. Uh, sorry, <laughs> yep. and then they denied it. Yeah. Oh, that, no, and then, well, that was the whole thing, too. It was such a hit, right, that they kept stretching it out. Yeah. And that probably uh, didn't help its, like, entire story arc. But anyway, I'm going lost. Lee, what are you going to answer for this question? Yeah, I'm actually going to TV show, too. An Idiot Abroad with uh, Ricky Gervais and uh, Carl Pilkington and uh, Steve Merchant. That, that was an incredible series. They did three series. But the last series, he went around with... Um, Warwick, uh, what's his name? I've forgotten his name. Warwick Davis. Uh, that's yeah. it, Warwick Davis. Yeah, him and Carl. It was perfect. And they sort of couldn't go anywhere else with it after that because it was such a great climax. But, you know, you still just want them to do it again because it's so much fun. But uh, he said, Ricky said he's never bringing that back. And Carl even said, I heard him one time saying, like, what happened to him was he got used to just kind of like the uh, crappy conditions that they always put him in. And, and he sort of he sort of just, like, wasn't quite as... Um, put off by it anymore so it wasn't as much fun right, for him so right. um yeah but i thought that was uh, an incredible three series run that they had and i'd love to see it again but again it's like he's been everywhere egypt and jordan and india and china <laughs> and uh it's like they've they've they'd only just be repeating the jokes and so uh you know it probably wouldn't be as fun but i'd love to see it anyway okay jd do you have an answer for this yeah what was the question again uh, something uh, uh... Something that, that I, uh, yeah, finished, concluded, or, or you've maybe even lost that's left you with yeah. an empty feeling. 
Yeah, uh, when, uh, I mean, that's not a bad thing, but uh, when uh, What You Need to Know stopped, uh, I was like, oh, sleep. Awesome. My old friend. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Ah, hello. But it was, it was the first week or so, I was just like waking up going, uh-oh, Tass is waiting for me. <laughs> so, and then I would just get up and have a coffee. It was wonderful. <laughs> awesome. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, a couple more here before we go. Hey, NoDunks, I was walking in the mall and I stopped in my tracks when I came upon a store called All Star Sports. In the window... I saw all these NBA team jerseys that had cartoons on them, including the Garfield Phoenix Suns crossover you guys talked about. We're showing it to everybody joining us live on YouTube, or later on YouTube, I guess. Everybody watching the video, there it is. Wow, jackets and shorts. I couldn't believe my eyes. Take a look. Not only did they have jerseys of these crossovers, but also jackets, hats, and basketball shorts. My personal favorite is the Spurs Wiley Coyote crossover. Mm. And we are mm. showing you a bunch of photos of like, yeah, NBA jerseys with all these uh, characters plastered all over them. What do you guys think of these? Thanks for the company on my drives to and from work and the support you throw to those in need. Being part of the AAPI community, it's greatly appreciated. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks. That's from Carissa. Um, yeah, these are... Uh, these are pretty incredible things here. Trey, are you a fan of these? Well, I don't know if I'm a fan of these, and I don't know if I'm not a fan of these. These are just a product that is out there, and we've received multiple emails from people who work at this store or have worked at this store. Apparently, if you go to shop allstarsports.com you can look at all of this stuff to actually purchase they've got a bunch of like movie jerseys and tv show jerseys like a will smith you know fresh prince of bel-air jersey jackie moon flint tropics they have a straight up jurassic park jersey like if you're a fan of basketball and also dinosaurs but not the raptors get yourself a jurassic park jersey of these ones that we've seen i love uh the wiley coyote one i love uh, i think there's um there's a like a Yogi Bear Vancouver Grizzlies one that you can kind of just barely see in the corner of one of these. But my favorite has got to be the Yosemite Sam Nuggets. Uh, one of these that you see like in the top right corner here. It's on a white jacket. Now Yosemite is in California, so it doesn't totally match up 
with Denver, Colorado, but the the little Yosemite Sam, and they've got the old school kind of minor logo with uh, you know the pickaxes or whatever you want to call those things. I think these are great. They're very, very weird, but uh, kind of perfectly weird. Are these like officially NBA licensed? Like they with have the, to be, don't or are they? they? I mean, I would think so if they're being sold yeah. in a store like this. But yeah, yeah I, I probably are if they have all these uh, other jerseys, like Trey's saying, that people have emailed in. Well, you like these, Lily? Well, actually, no, I don't, because uh, it reminds me of when uh, one of the one of the trips when my dad came back from America, uh, and he goes, "I've got you a Lakers jacket." And back then in the eighties, like if I got a Lakers starter jacket, that would have been like gold. Yeah. Uh, instead, I, I, as soon as Dad pulled it out of the suitcase, I was suspicious. I was like, it, it, "I mean, it looks like the Lakers logo." <laughs> uh oh. It's, I mean, it says Los Angeles Lakers, and I'm like, okay, it's not quite a starter jacket, but it's an NBA jacket, and I was wearing it, and it was like, eh, it's a ripoff. It's clearly a ripoff after a while. So, Dad must have picked these up from somewhere for like 20 bucks because, right. you know, starter jackets back then were still 100 bucks, and, uh, you know, I guess Dad just didn't want to spend that much money on them. But um, these remind me of those. I'd be like, because like you say, are they real? Are they official? They sort of have to be to be able to use the NBA team names and stuff like that. So uh, that would sort of it just bring back memories to me. That'd be like if, if I was to wear one of those, I'd be like, I'm wearing a jacket that I'm not sure if it's actually real or not. So I don't like it. Just get me the real one. <laughs> Did you wear that Lakers yes, bootleg to make Dicky feel yeah. better? Or, or oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't ever say to anyone, hey, this is a bootleg. I told everyone, like, this is just the cool style that they had, you know, because it wasn't... Um, <laughs> cool jacket, Dan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like a black jacket cool with, jacket like, the white kid. sleeves and stuff like that. But it was, um, you know, it was clearly a, a fake... But, uh, you know, it was comfortable. And, and, and yeah, just because it was basque NBA gear and there wasn't tons of that in Sunbury, I had to wear it around. Yeah. But uh, but it didn't inside. say, like, Los Angeles takers on it or no, something. No, 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 no. I mean, the Lakers logo was was close but not exact, you know, because I oh. knew the logo so close back then and, and stuff. And I was just like, yeah, I didn't – I mean, I didn't put it together straight away. But after a while, I was like, okay, I see what Dad's done here, you know. But, uh, <laughs> Did your brothers get other NBA jackets, like I other think, teams? No, I think uh, my oldest brother got the same Lakers jacket and then uh, Dad got something else from my other brother. So, uh, you know, look, he brought back Jordan's, like, legit – Jordans and stuff, and um, you know, so he he actually did. Oh, you know, he's a get, baller. Ah, yeah, he brought back some real good stuff. So he was already probably like four or five hundred bucks down the drain anyway by then. And then these starter jackets again, like hundred bucks a pop. He's like, my kids won't notice the difference, and uh, and if they did, they won't say anything. Maybe that's yeah, his thought process, and it worked. So, <laughs> okay. uh, Tas, do you have uh, anything for this one? Or sorry, any comments on these jackets? I mean? <laughs> Uh, listen, I don't know what it is about the little Jetson uh, Houston Astros one, but Elroy uh, there, yeah, yeah, I'm digging it. It's um, cool. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm jiving with it for some reason. I mean, I'm kind of with Trey. I'm not super excited, but I, I don't know. There's something about it. Maybe it's just a cartoon. I like cartoons, oh, and you're real. I know the reason. I know the reason. What is it? Oh, yeah. It's exactly the same jacket as the rounder. <laughs> it's baseball-y. Which cartoon character would you put on a rounder's yeah, jacket? Mm. It's a tough question. A cartoon of Matt Damon. I guess. <laughs> team, <laughs> team America Matt Damon on oh, yeah. your rounder's jacket? Okay. An Oreo cookie, maybe? <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if there's a good cartoon. I mean, yeah, some, I mean you could do Tasmanian Devil like running around the bases. That'd be he good for you, yeah. 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 I guess cool. uh, people in the stream team are saying those uh, NBA Looney Tunes are not 
official. Like they're not licensed by the NBA. That's what people are saying. <laughs> they don't look too legit. I would have to agree on that yeah. point. There's just like a so, so. I mean, who's going to sue them first then? Looney Tunes or the yeah, NBA? Exactly. I guess yeah. Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Weird. But uh, got to order them now before Space Jam Two comes out. Mm. Good point. Space Jam Two. Coming soon. Coming soon to a jacket near you. That's right. That's right. All right. One more cue. Yeah. Final one here. During last week's drop, Skeets was talking about his buddy Tim at U Chicago. Little did I know that Tim was going to be Tim, who I've worked with at the university for a few years now. What? Mind blown. So my question is, when was the time you found out someone you considered normal, not famous, Tim, in your life uh, was friends or close to someone you considered widely known or famous? Skeets, turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. That's from Chris in Chicago. Crazy, crazy stuff. Well, say hi to Tim when you see him there again uh, around the university <laughs> if you guys are back and safe there. Uh, yeah, Lee, what do you got? You got an answer for this? Yeah, so uh, you guys know my friend Big Bears. I've told you about him a few times. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we were, I don't know, 19 or 20, and uh, he was working in the city. And so <clears throat> Friday nights he used to say, come into the city. I'm drinking with my work friends. I was like, sure, why not, you know? So we went in and uh, one of the girls that he worked with, she was a bit older, about 10 years older. Um, she was actually uh, engaged to a famous Australian rules football player who at the time was on like the Warriors 73 and 19. The team was having just the incredible season. And so um, we sort of, you know, I'd go out and see uh, him and then her and then like occasionally he would turn up. He wouldn't be drinking because he's in mid-season and stuff like that. But it was like, oh my God, I'm just like hanging out with you know be like hanging out with not not like steph curry but like uh andre iguodala you know it was kind of like uh hanging out with someone that close and anyway so uh we sort of stayed in touch and then it was about five years later uh i would i'd moved over to london at this point and we sort of stayed in touch and they were getting married in florence uh in italy i think you've been there skeety and uh they invited me to their wedding and so (laughs) here we are we went to their wedding together in florence it was uh the most incredible day because i Honestly, outside of these two, I didn't know a single person there. And most of the wedding was actually in Italian. They were both um, Australian, but of Italian uh, heritage. And uh, it was the most incredible day. We just uh, ate and ate and ate and drunk and everything. And the wedding actually finished at like um, six o'clock in the evening. It went all day long. Look at but that it was shirt just... on Leo. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I know. And uh, yes, I had the weekend in uh, Florence. We were hanging out and it was awesome. It was just so cool to be like, hey, here's my man. He's, uh, yeah, he, I think he, uh, he might have retired actually at that point, but okay. uh, he played about um, 120 games, which is, doesn't sound all that many when you compare it to an NBA season, but in the, in the football season, there's only like 20 games. So he played about six to eight years there. For the Blues, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. There's Jody and Ron. Shout out to Jody and Ron. <laughs> I, uh, if you can go back to the carriage photo for a second, JD, I honestly thought you were like stealing his bride there. I thought it was you. I'm like, oh my God, he's actually holding her hand. Somehow leads into the photo, into the wedding. But uh, okay, wasn't you. Florence is just one of the most amazing cities as well in Italy, where, which is full of amazing cities. But yeah. there we were on a Saturday afternoon and everyone's just hanging out in the like plaza there and... Uh, I was like, oh, my God, this is just incredibly fun. So I uh, didn't know anybody, didn't know what anyone was saying, but uh, just drunk wine and ate pasta all day. It was one of the most amazingly fun weddings I've been to. It's a good story. Uh, I, I can't even compete with that. Trey or Tass, you, you got one that compares? 
My buddy no. from college is a, a high school basketball coach in Chicago now um, at a, a high school in Chicago. He also does a lot of work with um, Team USA basketball and like goes and coaches at all their clinics for all their youth programs and that sort of thing. So he meets some people that uh, he meets some big names in the basketball world as well. So I was very surprised to see flipping through his Instagram one day that he's become friends with former Chicago Bull and former Raptor Aaron Gray. Oh, wow. That's a weird guy that I would never think that would enter my life again after he left uh, the NBA. You know, he's been out of the league now for a little bit of time, and uh, but he's still seven feet tall and still ready to teach some people basketball. So, yeah, it was uh, pretty weird to see Aaron Gray just showing up on Instagram feeds and leaving comments in my buddy Nick's posts. Hmm. Okay. Tess, were you there uh, in Toronto at a house party once when, uh, to bring it back to wrestling, Renee uh, Young, Paquette, whatever you want to call her, showed up, and she brought Dolph Ziggler to the party? Were you at that party? I was not, no. That was fun. <laughs> like, hey, Dolph Ziggler's here. Um, but uh, it's the only one that just popped into my head. But that makes sense, because she's obviously doing a wrestling event, and then they're in Toronto that night. And we're like, yeah, come on by, we're having a house party. She's like, you mind if I bring people? We're like, no. Here comes Dolph. Then I fought him for the Interne- Intercontinental Championship that night right there in the uh, living room, Sam Carsley's house. He beat me, Lee. Oh, yeah, I'm not surprised. What about that big guy in Vegas, that massive dude? Oh, Rusev. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, God, yeah, he was, was the biggest man I've ever story. seen. <laughs> hey, what about this wrestler? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Wish Ricky the Dragon was on Divas. Man. <laughs> this guy just wants to see the dragon oh, I just love Ricky the dragon He's just awesome you know. Oh it would have been so pants. good at a house party Somebody could have said enter the dragon Here he comes <laughs> We all would look Lee would freak out Ah, oh, great. Uh, Tass, you said you, you got an answer for this one. You got a good story. No, no, no. I've I've ate and drank in Florence before as well. It was phenomenal. Probably some of the best food I've ever eaten for sure. It was amazing. That's all I did there, really. But it's beautiful. Uh, yeah. You were like in a way. You were sort of a wedding crasher. But it was. Well, I mean, I was invited, but but uh, you know, they in this particular bad thing. No, no, I mean, like invite. Yeah, yeah, they said because, and this was before, like you know, social media. So they must have emailed me somehow. I don't even know how we did that back then. But anyway, um, uh, they do these sort of games throughout the the wedding, like right where they blindfolded the bride and they lined up like five dudes, and she had to feel our calf muscles to determine, like you know, which one was her husband. And I was like, and I got, I got called up and I was like, oh my God, this is like, you know, I'm like, I hope she gets it right. You know? <laughs> if she picks you, that means you're married to her. Ah, I don't know. I just didn't know what quite, you know, because again, no one, I didn't know anybody. So I'm like, I don't want anyone to you know, see ah, that dude. Who's he? And then now, she, you know, she thinks he's his husband. I don't know. But, uh, oh my God, nonstop, just food, 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 wine, wine, wine. And, uh, but you don't get like. Just blind, like at a uh, sort of, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, you know, at an Australian wedding, everyone's just trying to get as drunk as possible. Right. Uh, this one was more sophisticated, you know. Had, you weren't uh, uh, motorboating anyone in Florence <laughs> later. Not that I remember, no. <laughs> 
Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Right. Go, Vince. <laughs> we got to call it there. Great stuff. Good emails, guys. Great questions. Some fun NBA ones, some non-NBA ones. That's what we like to see. Keep them coming. No dunks at theathletic.com to email them in. Tweet them in at no dunks, Inc. I-N-C, or you can leave them in the YouTube comments below. Go grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com, and we'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Live on YouTube and the podcast soon to follow to break down tonight's, what do we got? Three games, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Three big game twos, of course. Pivotal game twos, some would say. So uh, we'll be back at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern live here on YouTube to discuss them all. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Rap Stallion in the stream team is asking the question everybody wants to know, Lee. Did she pick her (laughs) husband's calf? Yes, she did, and uh, everyone was relieved when she did. <laughs> Especially you. Did she think you were a horse? Because you have large <laughs> uh, I, I think I was first, and she sort of like quickly moved on, and I was just thankful for that. Because I, I didn't really know what was going on. I'm like, oh, this is a <laughs> uh, The traditional calf grab. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only in Florence. <laughs> Embrace the day, people. Oh.